When you think to implement strategy deployment in your environment, have you thought about the team health and the culture of your organization? Welcome to There's a Better Way, a podcast series focused on exploring how operational excellence principles can provide solutions in your personal and professional life. Each episode, Dr. Arvind Chandrasekharan, professor and academic director at The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business, will sit down with a prominent expert or faculty leader to discuss problems we face in our world today. This program is brought to you by the Master of Business Operational Excellence. Welcome to There is a Better Way. I'm here with uh, Ellis Jones, Senior Director of Global Safety, Environment, Health, and Sustainability for Goodyear. Ellis is also a proud MBOE alumni. Yes. Welcome to the program, Ellis. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome. I appreciate that, Armin. So, tell us more about Ellis. I know you've, you've graduated from our MBOE program yes. and, and you started applying some of those uh, MBOE training at work. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about how you're actually applying it back at Goodyear. Yes, uh, well, I graduated in 2015, and I'll tell you, the MBOE um, experience was probably one of the best experiences of my career. I started applying it in a previous role as manufacturing director of our race tire operations. Uh, So I was actually the manufacturing director as I went through the MBOE program. Mm. And we had a lot of of business challenges, uh, earnings, cost, uh, morality organization, safety, uh, safety performance, so a lot of challenges. So going into the, the operation, I had never been responsible for running an operation, a manufacturing operation. I had been finance leader of operations. Mm. My background is accounting and finance, but I never sat in the head chair. And uh, when I was faced with those business challenges, I decided to go through MBOE. And we applied the, the principles of operational excellence through what we call leverage points. Mm. We started with a management system, which is how we wanted to, to manage the operation. Mm. And I'll talk about the elements of the management system. Then we had quality systems. We had safety systems, mm. uh, learning systems, and culture mm. were the key elements of our leverage points. Mm. Probably the most important was the management system. Okay. And the management system... The key flows under the management system were strategy deployment, Mm -hmm. visual workflow, so Mm -hmm. visual management, Mm -hmm. team huddles, Mm -hmm. problem solving, and then tier reviews. Okay. Those were the key elements of our of our management system. And and we'll talk about our management system, especially mm-hmm. our focus today is on strategy deployment. Yes. But before we get there, I really want to go back to your role at Goodyear because you mentioned about global safety. Yes. So something that is uh, some uh, our listeners might be wondering again: Why should like every organization prioritizes cost and financial outcomes, but safety is often sometimes missed in yes. those boards? Tell me from your work at Goodyear, why do you think safety, especially safety of the workers, yes. is very critical for our organization's health? It, the safety is the foundation, I believe, the foundation for any culture. When you're in a manufacturing environment or a manufacturing company, because it's not just at the operations, it's the, it's the, it's the entire company and how the entire company views mm-hmm. safety from the senior leader all the way down to the shop floor. So through my, my work at race tire manufacturing, I found out that if I got safety right, mm-hmm. everything else became easier. Um, the, the culture of the organization, if you, if you showed your workers you cared about their personal safety, mm-hmm. um, that led to not only physical safety, it led to psych- psychological safety. Mm. Um, so safety became, and I believe it's the foundation for everything you do mm. uh, within an organization, especially a manufacturing organization, or if you're in a retail environment where you have retail. If you can get safety right. Oh, or even in it, healthcare, it, right? The healthcare. Yeah. Um, the health, 
the safety of associates. And again, it's not just physical safety. It's, um, it's the psychological it's safety. safety. People feeling that, that they can voice concerns, mm-hmm. um, that they can you know, challenge a leader, mm-hmm. respectfully challenge a leader, mm-hmm. uh, and won't be punished. So important. It just sets up everything else you want to do. And I found when I was in manufacturing, once I figured that out, Everything, the engagement, the mm-hmm. morale, yeah, um, the productivity, the cooperation, it all became easier. Yeah. Um, which leads into my current role as global safety, safety lead. Yeah. In fact, this is spot on, Ellis. As you mentioned, one of my favorite uh, learnings is uh, uh, from uh, the CEO of uh, Alcoya, yes. Paul O'Neill, who, when he became the CEO of Alcoya, started telling everybody, including the shareholders, that safety is my number one priority, Yes. not making money. And in fact, that, that really uh, uh, didn't go well in the first time because right. they're wondering, what is this lunatic doing there, right? But, right. but essentially, he had the same point that you had, mm-hmm. is that by keeping my workers safer, not just like uh, safer physically, but even psychologically, that's going to make sure that they perform well, and that's going to make sure I'm going to have the best performance, and he proved it. So yes. spot on on yes. your assessment. Yes, yes. I, and, and again, I, you know, when it starts at the top mm-hmm. of the organization, and the, the leader of the organization sends that message um, and then proves it through his or her actions. Yeah. You have to back it up with your actions. Workers, they, they're on board. That's great. Yeah. Then. So, so I want to go back to starting at the mm-hmm. top. As you mentioned, today's focus is on strategy yes. deployment. So tell us more about this again. The idea behind is if I want to create a high-performing organization, I need yes. to have a strategy and I need to deploy it yes. as a leader. Yes. How do you do it in Goodyear? So the way I do it, I actually have a a week-long session with my team. Now, there's a lot of work that goes into it throughout the year, and as you get better at the process, it's it's just a continuous process that Mm -hmm. you're always working on. Um, But I I do a a week-long session, Mm -hmm. and the first thing I start with, if I'm entering an organization, I start with the health of the organization. So how is the team health of the organization? So assessing conflict. How does the team handle conflict? Is there trust? Mm -hmm. Um, accountability. Um, does the team hold themselves accountable? And not necessarily for getting projects done on time. It's do you hold your, does the team hold themselves accountable for behaviors? Uh, so how they work. Uh, is there commitment? What type of commitment? And then are they attentive to results? Mm. Assessing that just, just to get a gauge on, on how the team operates as a team. Sure. Um, starting with that and then going through that assessment, then I go through maybe a four or five step process where um, really saying, okay, what's the purpose of our organization? Mm. It's amazing when you sit down with a team mm. and you ask the question of all the team members, mm. the different answers you can come up with. Sure. So aligning the team on purpose, mm. aligning the team on what they do. Mm. So what do we do as an EHS and S organization? Um, aligning on winning, you know, so defining, okay, here's what, here's what winning is for us short term and long term. And, and short term, it's, okay, what's most important right now? Mm. So if we're going into an operating year, what is the most important thing we need to get done as a team? And if we had to work on one thing Mm. and everybody had to pull together, Mm. what would that one thing be? It's amazing when you ask that question, Mm. different answers you get. Um, and, and once you, you go through that, that process, um, you, you start, you know, looking at, okay, what's, what is the strengths, what are the strengths and weaknesses of our organization? So sure. a SWOT analysis. Sure. Just do a simple SWOT analysis of your organization. 
Then you define that winning statement. Mm -hmm. And then you come up with goals, smart Mm -hmm. goals, smart objectives. So specific, measurable, actionable, relevant, and timely. Mm -hmm. And then what are the supporting KPIs, both leading and lagging KPIs? Sure. Once you have that, and that's a Uh one-pager. Once you have that one-page document, then everyone in the organization develops an action plan. Mm. And these are specific actions. Mm. It is... We, we call it, you know, verb noun format. Mm. What are you going to do? Mm. When are you going to do it? Um, you know, so you can hold yourself accountable for an action. Mm. There's a KPI associated with it. There's mm. accountability associated with it. And then you have your own KPIs. Sure. You have specific KPIs. Then the last step is an individual development plan. Mm. I think a lot of leaders forget about this piece. Okay. Because as you go through developing that strategy, Everyone, you know, most of the time people are going to have gaps. Mm. If you want them to implement a certain stra- or a certain process or, or project, a lot of times that person may have a gap, sure. a capability gap. And you need to know, okay, how do I improve your capability? Where mm. are those gaps? How do I improve your capability so you can get the task done? Sure. And that's the last step of the process. Okay. And then we review that as a team. Everyone comes up, starting with me as a leader. Mm-hmm. I go through my individual development plan or my action plan, development plan, and everyone does that in the entire team. Okay. So this is quite powerful, as you mentioned, like, again, coming up with the strong message, the one voice, identifying the key KPIs, Mm -hmm. and also some of them could be leading and some of them could be lagging. Let me ask you this. I'm sure, like, a lot of our listeners are doing the same thing in their organizations Mm -hmm. throughout. But often they make some mistakes. Again, mm-hmm. I, they get frustrated because uh, sometimes people think this is a year, year, year-long exercise. Yes. Okay, here we go again, mm-hmm. kind of. What do you think from your experience mm-hmm. doing this? What do you think some companies are doing it correctly? And why do you think some mm-hmm. companies are doing it incorrectly? What are they missing? I, I think correctly is when you really assess team health. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's where a lot of companies make the mistake. Okay. I see a lot of leaders with the tools. There are a lot of tools for strategy deployment. Mm-hmm. There, you can do an A3. I've used A3s. Okay. Um, right now, we just use a one page. We call you know, I call it a Y chart, um, which has all those elements in, to, in it. But a lot of leaders focus on the tool. Mm-hmm. And they forget about, does my culture support this process? Sure. And, and if your culture doesn't support, think about it. If there's no trust, mm-hmm. if a leader you know, lays out a goal, mm-hmm and the team doesn't feel I can push back. So that catch ball process sure, yeah. of saying, well, Ellis, I don't know if we can achieve that and throwing the ball back to you. Mm. If the team doesn't feel comfortable doing that, if they don't feel safe mm-hmm. doing that, mm-hmm. it, you're going to end up with metrics and goals that the team says we, we can't we hit can't these goals. That. So I think where, where I see teams do it the best mm-hmm. is when they truly assess the culture, mm-hmm. the team health, and then deal with those gaps in the team health before sure. they start the process. Okay. Um, that That is where I've seen people do it best. Mm-hmm. And, and again, those are the mistakes I've seen people make. That is interesting because you mentioned something very uh, important is this whole idea of team health and trust and culture, right? Yes. So, and you also mentioned about um, in your own organization, each one develops their own KPIs yes. and they align it clearly with the organizational KPI. Can you give us an example of what that would look like for a frontline worker and how is that aligning to the organization? Yes, yeah, so so safety and so my current role with uh-huh. with with safety as as global leader of safety. Um, we start with a global 
vision and a global goal for safety, you know, in terms of our incident rates uh, on lagging indicators, serious incident rates on lagging indicators. Mm -hmm. And then leading indicators may be near miss, so identifying near misses. Okay. And so we'll start at a global level Mm -hmm. and then we'll cascade that down to our region saying, okay, if I'm in Asia, hey, if we want to identify 20,000 near misses Mm -hmm. in 2019, Asia, based on your capability, how many can you identify in your region? Sure. And then the region will will cascade that down to their plants. Mm. And then the plants or the sites will cascade that down to their 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 workers sure. and challenge workers to identify a certain number of near misses. Mm. And a near miss is a great lead and indicator. You sure. want you want to identify those things that could cause an injury. Okay. And and so that will cascade all the way down to the front line. Our, our safety managers, of course, would be a level up from that, sure. and they would have a goal for identifying near misses within their facility. Okay. And that's how the process would work. And it's, again, from your from at Goodyear, again, it's a global process. Yes. So what could be something that is a near miss incident in Asia in a plant could be something else in a U.S. plant, again. But the idea behind that, you've got to track them, right? That's that, very important. That's exactly right. And you play catch ball during the process. Sure. Because I may have one region uh-huh. um, that is much more mature at mm-hmm. identifying near misses. So I can't say everybody needs to identify 10% more near misses. Mm. I, because I may have a region, and I do have regions that aren't as mature. Sure. So I rely on those leaders. I may toss a goal out, mm-hmm. but I rely on the leaders to say, hey, Alice, not mature enough yet. I can't do 10%. Maybe I can do 5%. Okay. And I say, okay, well, let's, if there may be some negotiation. Sure. But we land on a number that, that is challenging, but okay. it's attainable okay. for that organization. The, the other question I want to ask you on this, Ellis, is, again, it's, it's great that you deploy them and you have everybody in the organization measuring them and aligning them. Yes. So one thing that I've noticed is, again, sometimes they feel this is a data-driven exercise. They're going to just measure something and report. Right. You've got to put some actions behind it. Right. So, yes, I had some problem right now. Right. So how are you doing it in Goodyear? Right. I mean, what, what makes them saying that this is not just counting some things every day, right. but I'm trusting my organization and my leaders. If I report some problems, they're going to act on it. Yeah, that's There you go. So for near misses, uh-huh. they're, they're, the metric is not just number of near misses. It, then it's percentage of near misses closed. Okay. And and so if you're going into a an operating period where you say, I've only closed 50% of my near misses, and here's where it all relates. If you're a worker and you mm-hmm. identify 10 near misses, sure. and your manager only fixes five of them, mm. you're not going to feel very safe in that sure. environment. Yeah. Is the manager, is the team listening to mm. me? So the goal is, how do I close all of them? Sure. And ultimately, you want to close 100% of them. But if you can continuously increase that rate of closure mm-hmm. and get to 100%, and then how fast? So what's the latency period between closing your near misses? Sure. So we try to tie the leading indicator to a lagging indicator, mm-hmm. but also what's the action behind that indicator? So in this, this case, near misses, mm-hmm. it's closing the near miss. Sure. So what action do you take? Okay. And then it's quality of the closure. Okay. Um, so you continue to build on that leading indicator where it leads to the to the lagging indicator of reducing sure. accidents in your work. That's a good point. So having not just measuring it, but measuring the performance of those near misses becomes yes. critical. Yes. I also want to go back to the strategy deployment because, mm-hmm. again, our listeners might wonder, okay, our organization tracks a lot of metrics. Yes. That, that becomes a big compounding mm-hmm. problem because we have now uh, capabilities for you to measure everything. Yes. 
too much metrics is always problematic, right? Yeah. So how do yes. you manage that at Goodyear? Yes. Again, how do you identify that these are the key things right. that I have to measure and manage? Try, try to keep it, I try to keep it to three to five key metrics. Okay. And of course, we're starting with the company's definition of winning. Okay. So our CEO and our senior leadership team has, has said, hey, this is how we define winning as a company. Okay. So if the company says, hey, we define winning as, you know, sustainable revenue, and, and, and profit growth and the value of the Goodyear brand, okay. for example. Then we have to tie what are specific you know, measures that, that link to that. Mm. Safety, sustainability, you have very specific you know, metrics. Sustainability is all about protecting the brand mm-hmm. and trying to increase the value of that Goodyear brand. Sure. Um, safety, fewer incidents re- re- result in you know, less workers' comp costs, mm-hmm. less overtime, you know, spent replacing workers that have been injured. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so those things tie directly. So you do try to find the few, you know, lagging and leading metrics that can that can really impact the overall company's, sure. you know, definition of winning. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you, you can, you just have to really, I, I just limit myself to three to five critical metrics that I think have that impact. And you're always looking at those metrics. Sure. You may change them. You may say, ah, oh, that metric really didn't tell us mm. or give us an indication. Sure. But if you have the leading metric, the lagging metric, mm-hmm. the KPIs, and the actions sure. that go with that, and mm-hmm. those actions are driving those metrics, I, I think you end up so, with a winning formula. So that is a very important lesson here is, again, keep those three or four metrics constantly, like keep them informed because those things could change based on whether you're seeing some results or not. Yes. And that's very critical for a leader. Yes, yes. So I also want to go back to your role as a global leader. Mm -hmm. Again, tell us more about, this is another thing that I've seen uh, that people always wonder is strategy deployment is powerful. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, it allows everybody to align. But in in an organization like Goodyear, where you have global people, your people in Asia, people in Europe, people Mm -hmm. in Africa, people in America, how do you keep them informed? Like, how, what makes yes. the communication go? I mean, how often you talk to them? What's the process mm-hmm. behind that? Well, we have, we have, um, of course, conference calls weekly. Okay. Um, now, when we go through our strategy deployment process, I go through it with my local team, and then each one of the regions are going through the same process. Okay. And, and so when we go through that process, then we come together either overall over a global uh, call, okay. conference call, Skype call. Today's technology is great. Sure. And and so I challenge my global leaders in the different regions as we start the process. It's an iterative process. So you know, hey, if you started in August, every 15 days, 30 days, let's update. Okay. Where are you doing? You're playing catch ball with your team. You're going back and forth with your team. So we we have a lot of you know. Phone, phone calls, sure. Skype calls, where we're, as a team, reviewing each other's strategy. And it's critical that we review it together. The leader in Asia needs to understand the leader in, in, in EMEA needs to understand uh, their strategy, mm-hmm. need to understand, understand the strategy in America. So all the leaders get together, and we review um, these one-pagers, sure. and we go through the process. Um, I start with bottoms up. Mm-hmm. So I try to start with a bottoms up kind of okay. Here are the metrics. Here are the goals that we want to, you know, shoot for. The metrics we want to shoot for, and then let them roll it up from the bottom. Okay. I seem to get better buy-in when it rolls up from the bottom, and okay. then I can challenge. Sure. And I can push back, and then we come together once a year, once or twice a year as a team. Okay. Face to face, and and we review um, our strategies. Okay. And, and that's when we make adjustments if we need to make any final adjustments. Okay. You know, and then. Ongoing, we have monthly calls. Okay. 
Um, we have uh, reviews throughout the year. Mm -hmm. um, I like to have at least two reviews uh, where I bring the team together for a full day. Sure. And just, it's an update. How okay. are we doing on the strategy? Okay. Yes. So this is very helpful. And the, the, what you talked about is the cadence. Yes. So not just have these things, but have that discipline. Yes. In a way that, that frequent interactions happen. And even if your organizational people are far away, that cadence can be accomplished yes. in a way this. Yes. So I want to go back to your lessons learned, again, mm -hmm. from a strategy deployment. Mm -hmm. Are there any things that you think are very critical? Let's say our listeners want to say that, okay, our organizations do this all the time. Right. Can you summarize them saying, here is a better way to think about yeah. what they should do? So I, I think about it, and I think we talked about this, I think about it in terms of structure, environment, and capability. Okay. And again, a lot of, a lot of organizations have the tools. There are okay. a lot of tools out there. Structure is is business systems and processes. Okay, and I think the most important thing under structure when it when you talk about strategy deployment because strategy deployment is a business process. Sure, but the first I think most critical element within structure is governance. Okay, if you don't have a governance process, um, it's not going to sustain mm -hmm. itself. I've seen organizations where the person mm -hmm. or the leader's personality. Uh huh gets it going, keeps it going, sure. but you pull that leader out uh -huh. and there was no governance and it just falls flat. Okay. So you must have a governance process okay. um, where you you have that ongoing check-in. Sure. Are we following the process that we set up? Mm -hmm. and, and there's that PDCA approach to it where you're always checking. Sure. And, and you make adjustments yeah. and you act on those those adjustments. So that that's okay. Mm -hmm. But it's a continuous process okay. within your organizations. That's important within governance. Sure. The or within structure. The environment, uh -huh. um, that's psychological safety. Sure. If the team doesn't feel comfortable playing catch ball. Sure. And you have to work on that team health. Mm -hmm. And you have to create that safe environment for the organization. Sure. That's probably the most critical within environment. Okay. And then capability is, is you know, look, some people, um, when you implement this process, it's, it's the first time they've gone through a process like this. Sure. So understanding the gaps within the organization. Mm -hmm. Listen to and, and look for, for signs of mm -hmm. people really not understanding the process. That's good. And how do you identify those? And mm -hmm. then how do you help them build their capability to be able to follow the process? Okay. So those are three, I know you asked for one, but those are three critical. Within structure, it's governance. Mm -hmm. Within the environment, it's the psychological safety. safety. And then within capability, it's just looking for those signs where your team doesn't understand. Okay, so that is yeah. very important. Yes. Structure, environment, and capabilities yes. of doing so. Yes. I truly enjoyed this discussion, Eliza. Again, I once again want to thank you for coming and talking to us about how you do this at Goodyear. Sure. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of There's a Better Way. To listen to our other episodes and for more information on the Master of Business and Operational Excellence, please visit go.osu.edu backslash mboe.